Welcome to Binge Breakthrough, the podcast designed to help you finally break through the barriers that keep you stuck feeling out of control around food. I'm Master Certified Coach Jane Pilger, and I want you to know that no matter how long you've been struggling or what you've tried, food freedom is possible, and I'm here to show you how. After years of therapy, eating disorders treatment, restrictive diets, and reading all the books, I was still stuck in the on-again, off-again cycle of restricting and binging until I was able to see it all from a new perspective that changed everything. Each week, I will share the strategies, tools, and mindset that allowed me to overcome my decades-long battle with binge eating. Your journey to body trust starts now. Let's dive in. Hello, trusted listener. Welcome to Binge Breakthrough. I consider you a trusted listener because I trust that you are listening to this podcast at this time, this very episode, for a reason. I trust that you are going to hear something that you need to hear today. So listen up and just listen for what is that thing? What am I going to take away from this episode that I can take and apply to my own journey. So I was talking to a potential client the other day, and our conversation was the inspiration for this podcast episode. As she was describing her situation, I could so clearly see how so many women are in the same boat. Now, this was not the first time I've had this type of conversation but her words summed it up so beautiful, beautifully. She said, I feel so confused and conflicted. Now, as I share this story, see if you can find yourself in this scenario. Can you relate to any part of what is happening for so many people out there? Okay, here's how it goes. You have a long history of hating your body and dieting to try to change it. You can clearly see the association with wanting to diet and binge eating. Whether it's just thinking about starting to lose weight or whether you're actually able to have short-term success on a diet only to rebel or backslide some period of time later, you can clearly see that association. When I try to lose weight, I generally end up actually eating more. You've done a lot of research on diets. You know they have a dismal success rate. You know that most weight loss is temporary and generally ends up resulting in an even larger amount of weight gain over time. So you start doing more research on diets and you start to learn about diets, about the challenges and the harm, and you end up in the anti-diet world. So you dive deep into that world. So instead of diving deep where you've spent a lot of time in the past deep into the diet world, you could say anything about how many points are in certain things, how many calories are in certain things, what things are good and bad and clean eating. Now you take all of your energy and you dive deep into 
anti-diet culture. So you're going into health at every size, into body acceptance. And through this, you may get some messages that tell you to just start eating anything and everything you desire. So you eat all the cake, all the donuts, all the french fries, with the belief that if you just keep eating these things, eventually you won't want to eat them anymore. And maybe you'll eventually end up at a place where you generally eat more healthy with other foods in moderation. You start to gain weight pretty fast and none of your clothes fit anymore. You also don't feel good. You're tired. You're sluggish. You may start having aches and pains. And you're having a hard time accepting this new version of you. But you're also now entrenched in the anti-diet world. So any attempt at eating healthy or adding structure to your eating feels like a diet. You know that diets aren't the answer. So it feels like an attempt at eating healthy, an attempt at adding structure is either supporting the diet industry or that it might set you up for restrictive thinking that could lead you to binge again. So maybe you're not having the out-of-control episodes with food where you eat massive quantities at a time, but you still kind of feel like you're eating food in response to most things. So you may not exactly feel powerless over food anymore, but you know that your body just doesn't feel good. And this is where that statement comes in. I feel confused and conflicted. Confused because what you're doing doesn't feel like the right choice for your body. Conflicted because attempts at caring for yourself or your body feel like it might take you towards diet type of thinking, and you know your brain will not respond well to that. This makes so much sense. And if this is you, I want you to know that you are not alone. The reason you feel confused and conflicted is because neither one of these approaches is going to give you the type of lasting results that you truly want for yourself. Both of these approaches are kind of like giving the middle finger with an energy behind it of contempt or disgust or hate. So when you're dieting from an approach of hating your body, and thinking it needs to change or be different, you're essentially giving your body the middle finger. You think it isn't acceptable as it is, and that it needs to be smaller in order to be worthy or lovable. And there is a lot of messaging in society that offers up an unrealistic, idealized image of what an acceptable body looks like. Now, we've talked a lot about what happens with diet and with restriction 
in a previous episode on this podcast. So if you want to learn more about that, you can go back and check out episode number five, where I talked about removing restriction. And we talked about how it makes sense that restriction of any sort often leads to the pendulum response of binge eating. Now, if we look at the other side, the health at every size and body acceptance movement can come from an approach of giving the middle finger to the diet industry. So it villainizes everything about it, sending the message that wanting something different for your body is wrong. Many people get into this world and they end up at their highest weight ever. If they felt great at this weight, emotionally and physically, this might not be a problem. But often that isn't the case. They often aren't feeling great in their bodies. Now, please don't get me wrong here. I am not trying to vilify any approach. I do believe that you can be healthy at any size. I do believe our bodies have a weight where they want to be that is not hard to maintain. And I do believe that considering emotional and physical health are very important in any decisions regarding your lifestyle choices. I also love some of the messages in the body positivity space regarding loving the body that you are in, treating it with care, finding confidence in who you are as an entire being, and taking up as much space as you want in a world that is often telling you to be smaller. But here is what I also believe. I believe that any approach that comes from giving ourselves or any other group or institution the middle finger is not going to provide lasting change. This is judgment. It's considering something as bad or wrong. So when you start this journey, you first consider that your body is bad or wrong. And then when that approach backfires and you go to the opposite extreme, you put that bad or wrong focus away from your body, but you put it onto the diet industry and any attempt to eat healthy or add structure. That becomes the bad or wrong thing. So what happens is this can come at a cost to your body in the form of weight gain and additional negative emotional and physical health consequences. Now, the other thing that both approaches have in common is the invitation to disconnect from your physical body in some way. A diet will often have you disconnecting from your hunger signals. Maybe you're ignoring your hunger or you are coming up with different ways to try to suppress it or avoid it. On the other hand, the anti-diet approach often leads to ignoring other communications from your body. 
the invitation to eat whenever you feel like it and whatever you desire can often lead to disconnecting from hunger and fullness, disconnecting from our emotions. So then we're eating to cope or to not deal with whatever else might be happening for us. And we have no structure or routine at all. Now, I believe that the approach that will lead to lasting change is one that is focused on a partnership with your body. One that has connection with your body as the foremost intention. One that's based on wanting nourishment and vitality for yourself that invites decisions based on many factors, not just what will create weight loss or what sounds tasty in this exact moment. Now, this is not black and white. It is not an either or approach. So my question to you is this. When you think about how you are being as an eater right now, does it feel like you are in partnership with your body? So just ask yourself, how do you make your food choices? When you decide to eat, why? Why do you decide to eat the foods that you do? The foods that you eat, when you eat them, just why? What are your reasons? Now remember, any shame or judgment will not give you access to the awareness and the insight you need for a new perspective. So just get curious. What is the motivation behind your food choices? Does it feel like you are working with your body or against your body? If you feel confused and conflicted, you are not alone. It might be a sign that there's judgment behind your choices, that you're viewing something as right or wrong, good or bad. Now, that might be certain foods. It might be certain approaches. It might be your body. So just think to yourself, like, if I'm feeling confused and conflicted, if I feel like I'm kind of working against my body, where is that right and wrong, good, bad showing up? Is it with food for me? Is it with approaches? Like, oh no, that's bad. Like, that's a diet. Oh no, that's whatever. Or is it your body? What is it for you? And what if it isn't a matter of figuring out what is right or wrong, but it's a matter of figuring out what feels most supportive to you and your body? What would best support your mental and physical health? Now remember, we rarely make choices from a true intent to harm. Most of our choices are an attempt to take care of ourselves in some way. Now, sometimes we can't see it in the moment. Sometimes those choices end up coming at a cost to ourselves in another way. 
but it's rarely with that intent to harm. There generally is a very good reason and a very good purpose behind what we're choosing. So what do you notice for yourself? What do you notice about your current choices and your current approach to food and to your body? What shifts might you make that could feel more supportive to yourself without feeling extreme on either side? Reflect on these questions. Trust yourself to know the best way to support yourself. And if you don't know how to support yourself, reach out for help. If you've come up with ideas while listening to this podcast, get curious and experiment to see what happens when you try a different approach. And remember, when you think about supporting yourself, this is supporting all of you, your needs. You may have physical needs. You may have emotional needs. Oftentimes, when we are turning to food, there can be unmet needs that are there, that are underneath the hood. So when we look at making choices from a place that is supporting us, we can ask the question, what are my needs? What are my physical needs? What are my emotional needs? How can I approach my choices in a way that feels supportive of me, feels supportive of my mental health, feel supportive of my physical health, feel supportive of all of my needs as a human being. Now, as I ask you these questions, it is very likely that you've had maybe some very just kind of glimpses, some insight, some wisdom from within. Here's what's really important to know about your intuition, the messages that you can receive from your body. They are generally very quiet. So reflect on as you've been listening to this episode, what has come up for you? It may sound like a very still, small voice that's just a, oh, you know, something like this might be supportive. Oh, wow. What if I did just make that shift to what would most support me in this moment? What are my needs in this moment? I trust you will know what your next best step is. Whether that is some message, some intuition, something that you have heard from within, something that you have heard in this episode that has resonated with you, that's like, yes, yes, that's it. That's what my next step is. I trust that you will know what that is. And I encourage you to take whatever you have taken from this episode, whatever has resonated with you, whether it has been something that you have heard from me or some small message that you have heard from within, put it into action. Simply listening to this podcast won't change your life, but applying what you are learning, what you are hearing just might. That's what I have for you today. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Binge Breakthrough. If you would like personalized guidance, insight, and support to implement the tools, skills, and concepts you are learning on this podcast, I have just what you need. 
cultivate an entirely new relationship with yourself and with food, alongside other women who know and understand your struggles. Coaching, connection, and change are waiting for you. Spots are limited, so sign up today. Find out more at janepilker.com forward slash cultivate.